moments will be lost in time. Like tears. Here we are, back for Film Runners. I don't know, I don't know what I was about to say. Uh, we are back, we are here, and we are watching Fierce Creatures from 1997. Yep, back on our bullshit. <laughs> back on my bullshit, more like, because I picked this movie. This is a Billy classic. <laughs> mm-hmm. So set set it up for us a little bit. All right, so Fierce Creatures is sort of an unofficial sequel to A Fish Called Wanda. Uh, it was written by John Cleese, among others, and stars John Cleese, Kevin Klein, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Michael Palin. It's sort of a white-collar caper movie, in a way, um, about the running of a zoo in England and the corporate necessities that surround that. Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> that, that's a fair assessment, right? Do you, either of you would have a better way of describing it? Um, no. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's, it's the running of a zoo, but with uh, various funny situations schemes. <laughs> that, uh, and schemes and plans that, uh, that happen along the way. Um, had either of you two seen this movie before? I had not. And I didn't even know it was, like, supposed to be, like, a thing after A Fish Called Wanda. So I'm like, okay. Except for, like, that last little part where he's like, Willa, no, like, Wanda, no, wait, Willa. I'm like, ah, you did it. You did the thing. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it wasn't just these four returning, but they actually had over 23 cast and crew members come back. Uh, just because John Cleese thought, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So he just invited everybody back that he could, and they made another movie. Except uh, except the original director of A Fish Called Wanda did not return, because apparently he would have been 85 at the time, and was not as interested in a 13-week shoot for a movie. Lazy. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I had seen this before. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I had seen it before. Did you have any opinions going into it at all? Um, I remember, I remember enjoying it, hmm. and, um, I didn't really have any strong opinions. It was just sort of a movie that I caught, um, on TV one time, like, years ago, and was like, oh, it's the same people from A Fish Called Wanda, that's cool. It does seem like a good play on TV on a weekend during the afternoon. Yeah, that's definitely how I caught it, for sure. But, I mean, I chose for Film Runners. Um, I chose it because I do think it is worth discussing, both as a sequel to A Fish Called Wanda, and as kind of a, I don't know, just a snapshot of that 90s style of movie making as well. Right. Also, just want to address right. how much sex there is in this movie. 
there's a lot of it's got a very body French farce quality to it mm-hmm. where there's a lot of uh like misunderstood threes company esque uh accidental <laughs> innuendo, you know? Yes. Um Yes, absolutely. Like it's like no one's no one's really banging in this movie. But there's a lot of references and a lot of winking and nudging. Yeah, barely anyone fucks in this movie, but a lot of people think other people fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got, it's, that's, that's like their go-to gag yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's the running gag. And also, several of the characters seem okay-ish with bestiality yeah or everybody with... was so chill <laughs> no. about it <laughs> jamie lee curtis has a weird reaction to that like they're not okay with it but even kevin klein is like is like oh great you're in love with this gorilla that's fine <laughs> whatever <laughs> like as if it were another dude <laughs> instead of a gorilla yeah. and then jamie lee curtis is like at the end she's like okay john cleese i know you like to fuck a lot of animals am i is one woman gonna be enough for you <laughs> It's it, there's very odd. It, yeah, it's very it's a weird uh, world that these characters live in. Yes, I, I think my favorite part about that is just how not in on that world that John Cleese is uh, is like nothing is really given away to him that they're thinking these things about him until he's directly confronted and he just has the best John Cleese reactions of like what the fuck are you talking about? It is funny. I, I like that uh, this is two movies in a row where he's made his character bafflingly um, Jamie Lee Curtis is, is strangely attracted to him for no discernible reason. <laughs> it's a, such a funny thing for him to like write for himself. Like, And of course, Jamie Lee Curtis is infatuated with me. But in this one, at least he has Kevin Klein call him like ugly a whole bunch. <laughs> Did we? Oh, we lost Billy. Oh no! Oh, his power flickered and he lost the Ooh. internet. Okay, well we'll carry on with that. <laughs> uh, so... All right, num- track number two. <laughs> um, where where were we? Or did you finish your thought while I went offline? I finished my thought. Just okay. the fact that I think it's really funny that. Uh, John Cleese keeps, in both movies, he wrote a role where he's irresistible to Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes! It's very funny. Yeah. Well, glad you came back for that input. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I like it. It's, it's, I, th- I think it works because the films were kind of created so collaboratively, and I was just watching, like, a panel with the whole uh, cast from, like, right before they were actually going to start filming. And, like, Jamie Lee Curtis seemed as satisfied with the filming and the writing of the script as anybody. Like, she seemed to actually have had genuine input on the script, rather than just being told, like, all right, go over here, take off your clothes, and we're going to film the scene. Um, I found it kind of uh, oddly fitting for the time period of right now, of how sleazy kevin klein's character is throughout the whole film i hated his character a lot i just i just want i just wanted him to fucking go away like every single time he talked i'm just like please leave please leave get like mauled by a gorilla so i can just watch you die it's i just he's just so gross like at first it was fine because i get mm-hmm. it he's a disgusting human male who's trying to get attention from his father that's that's all right i'm good with that characterization and then it just gets worse and then i actually yeah. started liking his dad more than him 
Like, I'm like, you with your fart sounds, Rod, you're just so cool. And then your fucking son. Like, come on. Like, it is, it is odd that they sort of, especially compared to, like, Fish Called Wanda, they made his character similar, but in this one, he's sort of a good guy by the end. Like, he helps them out in their final... The end is very conflicting because, it's like, very he, weird that, he is made yeah. up to be the villain all throughout, but just with that, like, one little thread that you're expected to empathize with him of how his father treats him. So, yeah, like, he, like, like at the end, like, when John Cleese says, I get Willa, you get seven and a half <coughs> billion dollars. Like, it's not like he's walking away, Scott, like, with a, with a punishment from this. <laughs> Yeah, it's very odd, um, but because he is a hateable character, mm-hmm. so it's weird that they bring him into the group at the end. You know what I mean? Like, like that was supposed to yeah. be his redemption arc, which just it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Because it's like you're just a disgusting human being. Why are you still? I just don't. I really just didn't like him. I don't. I like. I still mm-hmm. don't understand the explanation of why. I just was like, ah, just fucking go away get ran over by a fucking zebra or something i don't know just go <laughs> i just I hate him so much <laughs> i love how you're just cycling through different animals that are gonna run him like, down just like all the fierce creatures like if all the lemurs just like pounced on him at once i think i'd be fine with that that makes a whole movie like uh Fuck Kevin Klein. Yeah, because he kind of, like, he, he just gets everything wrong. Like, the like he's very entitled the way he treats his business and women. Um, Like, he's stealing money from the company for a second time. And he just seems to have no morals whatsoever. Like, he tells a story from his childhood where he didn't get a pu- Like, he's like, I don't get animals. I got a puppy as a kid, and what's the point? But I guess you could say that's also taking it, like, to an extreme of, t- well, that's just being a sociopath. But. Yeah, I mean, and that's what the character was, and I found it entertaining at times. I think Kevin Klein is a very funny physical comedian, mm-hmm. but it, it, it just felt off that at the end he was joining in on the antics to save the yeah. zoo, even though he was doing it strictly for like selfish, selfish goals. It, it seemed odd because it seemed like the movie was redeeming him, even mm-hmm. though there was really no reason to. It's like when Rock Hudson gets to marry Doris Day. Kind of. It was similar to that, yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing I did love was, like, I did love his relationship with his father. I don't know why mm. I like that a lot, because it was, like, it was one of those show-don't-tell moments. Even if even when, like, he told the, that, like, story of his childhood, it was kind of like, yeah. you could just see the physical just really like you could just see the relationship between mm-hmm. the both of them and i think that is a really great thing of show don't tell like he resents his like he resents his father wants him to die and his father's just like please dear god get out of my face you're the most annoying child i've ever had and i think that's so brilliant like kev like kevin klein dad kevin klein's son just interacting with each other makes me so happy yeah i you know what you're right i think it was also like even strengthened by the fact that both of those characters were played by kevin klein yep because it gave him the chance to like in terms of being a physical actor go for completely separate choices with both of them you know to emphasize being weak with his 
Kevin Klein character and being like the strong corporate guy with his with the father character. Mm-hmm. This is also the sort of movie where I'm only going to refer to people as their actor names. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't actually until looking it up on IMDb that I learned that Michael Palin's character was named Bugsy Malone. That's the only name uh, I wrote down. <laughs> That's the only name. It's a good That's the name. only name I liked. I still don't know John Cleese's name. Uh, Rollo, because that one lemur is named the same. Oh, that's so fucked up. I knew that lemur's name. I did not know his. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) It is, like, one of the reasons why I enjoy this movie is sort of the absurdist nature of the schemes. Like, it's, you can tell it is almost written in the vein of sketch comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole sequence where they're going around showing off the animals that have been made fierce, or when they're trying to trick John Cleese into believing they've been mauled by these very tame animals. Like, those read as sketches to me. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, um, sketchy sort of comedy. Like, the, the plot is pretty bare bones, actually, you know? It's like, mm. uh, the characters have different motivations, but generally it's just running the zoo. <laughs> yeah. So it allows for a lot of, like, hangout comedy. Like, it almost yeah. seems like it would be the pilot to an ongoing like tv series you know where you they'd be like and you'll find out more about these (laughs) keepers in later episodes i literally (laughs) wrote down like if this was a nbc workplace comedy i totally watch it because it 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 felt like it and i thought that was really interesting too just like i want to just know more about everybody except for kevin klein when kevin klein and jamie lee curtis come to the zoo for the first time it's like john cleese's role completely shifts after that point and he kind of changes motivation completely just for the sake of the movie having something new to do. The whole, I kind of had issue with the whole beginning of the movie. Like, it felt, all the setup, everything until, like, I agree with you completely. Because everything up until Kevin Klein and Jamie Lee Curtis showing up at the zoo mm-hmm. felt like a separate idea or something. Like, it's yeah. every scene prior to that seemed a little awkward. Like, um... Like, stilted. Like, it was just... It was more joke than plot. Yeah, and it almost seemed like... Because um, the Fierce Creatures plan, like John Cleese's plot to only show Fierce Creatures in the zoo, mm-hmm. um, seemed sort of tacked on because it's forgotten after, like, ten minutes. Or it's it's played through, like, the sketch ends after ten minutes. And right. then the rest of the movie has nothing to do with that scheme. It seemed like they were, like, uh, calling it Fierce Creatures is too nebulous. We need to actually have a plot in there about Fierce Creatures <laughs> in order. So they were like, oh, okay, we'll throw something at the beginning. Oh, and then was... I, I did think they missed an opportunity because when John Cleese is giving his first speech and he's like, we need to have fierce animals. Like, dude, you could have just said creatures. <laughs> yeah, we, kn- we knew what they were getting at. Yeah. But then you, you're, you're right, because it gets stronger as it goes on later on. Like, I think one of my favorite moments from John Cleese in the movie is just kind of when he's digging into the Octopus Corporation. And he's playing his age really well as someone who's gone with that almost ridiculous scheme because he knows it's the only way to save the zoo. But he also thinks it's bullshit the way that Octopus, like, halves the quality and then sells the company to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's really good. Like, he's, he's playing his age very well in that sense. As somebody who's, like, look about to retire, looking back on their career, and just regretting it, almost. That got sad. Yeah, sorry. No, you're not. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is really sexy in this movie. Her 
boobs are amazing. Okay. Guys, this is a PG <laughs> podcast. Can we just lower them? Well, maybe someone should have told Jamie Lee Curtis that before putting on those outfits. Let's not let's not be <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> okay, let's keep it for the general audiences. All right, Michael, you want you want to talk about Kevin Klein's chest? Oh no, put it away. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hairy, that was a hairy chest. It was. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, I would say overall, um, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie. Uh, I thought it was okay. And I think it's got funny parts. Uh, like you said, it gets stronger as it goes along. And the finale in particular, I think, is very funny. But I can't help, and I feel like it's fair because they bring this comparison on themselves, uh, <laughs> comparing it to A Fish Called Wanda, which yeah. I think is one of the funniest movies of all time. And this movie, there are a few things that make it lesser in my eyes. Uh, one of them is that it is sort of a sketchy hangout movie which is fine in and of itself but i sort of like the tighter plot or structure of a fish called wanda Mm -hmm. um and the second major thing is the fact that jamie lee curtis's role in this kind of sucks like she doesn't (laughs) really get much to do she gets that really nice moment where she like connects with the gorilla which i thought was cool yeah but other than that like that's literally the only sort of standout scene for me anyway for her in the movie whereas in a fish called wanda she's like literally the title well she's not the title character yeah, that... <laughs> she's, the title character is named after her character right. and she's uh she's like the linchpin of everything in that movie and uh and i feel like part of the problem is because kevin klein was so great in a fish called wanda he he won like an oscar for it right mm-hmm. um that when they made this rightfully they were like well, Kevin Co- Klein was. Did I say Costner? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I feel like I was. If about you did, to say we it. all know who you were talking about. Okay. And that they were like, they were like, he was so good, he got an Oscar. We should double up his role in this one, <laughs> and they did, and it was fine for the most part. But I feel like um, Jamie Lee Curtis kind of suffered from more of a focus on that and more of a focus on like these uh extraneous like zookeeper characters who were also fine like i don't have generally any issue with that but it feels like her character of the main four got the short shrift anyway those were my main (laughs) issues compared to a fish called wanda right and do you have any thoughts on that before i go into it honestly agree not because not like comparing it to a fish called wanda but in general, in this movie, I think that Jamie Lee Curtis's character, this is going to be really mean to say, and I'm so sorry, Jamie Lee Curtis, if you ever listen to this, but I don't think she was needed at all. And that's really mean, but I feel like if you take her character out, it would still be the exact same plot. Like, you take her character out and all the love interest stuff and, like the half-naked girls and, like, Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs, I feel like it would just be, Mm -hmm. like, the same exact thing. And her character is kind of, like, the catalyst to wind up the story, but it was, like, was that even really needed? You Like, I wanted more out of her, not just to be, like, the sexy love interest who is so corporate and business and 90s and has to go at it her way but then she's attracted to this like 
really weird fucking dude and then like this other dude wants to fuck a really 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 bad and like he can't because he's the corporate dad's son and like he's not gonna like i was like oh just fucking shut up and just go with the plot like be a be 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 in the moment of like this story and i was just like oh i just i just don't i i love jamie lee curtis i didn't want her in this and i just really did not want Kevin Klein in this. I'm just gonna c- keep complaining about that because I fucking hate it. So character. what you wanted was just John Cleese running a yeah, zoo. Yeah, John Cleese and Michael Palin <laughs> running a zoo. All right. Oh, and all the zookeepers. The sequel to We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and all the zookeepers. Also, I really wanted more zookeepers because those zookeepers are like the best part of the entire story. I- I, I was gonna say that, like, when Mike said, Michael, when you said that time was spent on the Estranius zookeepers, like, I, I think that was some of the best comedy in it. Just, like, this plucky band of zookeepers trying to keep their zoo like, together. Like, they were the cutest things ever. And, like, each and every one of them had, like, they had their own little specific jobs and stuff like that, but they mm-hmm. were just the best. Like, if you take the main cast out and just give me the zookeepers, I think I would still be okay with that. Like, yeah. yeah, and that that's like that's what I would say. It would like I have no problem with them them spending extra time on the zookeepers. Like Ronnie Corbett is very funny. Michael Palin is great, obviously. Um, but it was if it was like to the detriment of Jamie Lee Curtis's character, or it seemed mm-hmm. like it was because they didn't. And I agree completely with what Incha says. You could excise her entirely from the film, and it really wouldn't make much of a difference. You would just have to like rewrite a couple of lines, I mean, and take out all the sexy stuff. Like, that's it. I don't really yeah. see that's the thing though, because I think this movie, like, that's kind of the core of it is the sexy stuff and the sex dynamics that are happening in the backdrop of this very corporate world, and that's kind of be, that can kind of be part of why the animals are there because it's the it's the animalistic part of that. But, right, but you, you could keep. Uh, I mean, you I, could I keep... also I agree that Jamie Lee Curtis's character is thin, but I do think that she deserves a spot there because I think that role is salvaged by way of Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, just ninety percent of that role is the looks she's giving in reaction to John Cleese, and I think she makes a character out of that. Yeah, I mean, she she's great as usual, but I feel like the role lets her down. And to your point about the like the the body french farce stuff of all the <laughs> sexy oh no i'm in my underwear and somebody walked in and saw me and and sees the wrong thing um that could be kept like you could keep all that because for the most part it's um him doing that with other zookeepers and kevin klein being disgusted and thinking he's sleeping with animals and a bunch of women at <laughs> yeah. once and jamie lee curtis just sort of gives him like wry glances occasionally like if you cut her out you would still keep that stuff yeah. in and it wouldn't really change much you know Okay. It's I just feel like I agree she's great and she does a good job, but it's it's I don't think it's it was a it was a role worthy of her. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like especially coming off of a fish called Wanda, if they're doing a follow up to that, I feel like they did justice to every other actor, with maybe the other exception being Michael Palin, except he pretty much had generally the same amount of screen time as Fish Called Wanda. Like, <laughs> he just had a lot more to say. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> but other than that, I think, like, John Cleese and Kevin Klein both get pretty meaty roles, and I feel like she's the one who's sort of, um, she's left holding the stick, if yeah. that's an expression. I, I think she's probably the one that has the least amount of comedy to do with her role. 
Like, she's kind of there to just be the one who's kind of always on top in terms of power dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to justify keeping her in yeah, here. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I also... I would love to keep her in. I also feel like her, like, like, them keeping her role is just, like, to also have, like, a quote-unquote, like, sexy girl in it. And I'm just like, is that really needed, though? Like, this whole, like... I agree with what you said. Like, this whole movie is, like, based off of, like, the sexiness and whatever. But I'm just like, is it necessary? Like, is it really, like, the? is it really the crux of the story at the end of the day? Or is keeping the zoo the crux of the story? Like, that's why I was, like, I would rather see right. most of the zookeepers in what they do on a daily basis. Because I'm like, the sexy stuff in the movie, I was just like, it started to it started to get to me and annoy me as much as it went on because I'm just like, okay, I get it. Everyone's hot. You think everybody's hot. You want to <laughs> fuck Jamie Lee Curtis. I get it. I understand. But then I'm just like, I want to, like, I want to know what the zookeeper people think because, like, they're the ones that, like, have to <laughs> deal with the, with the whole zoo getting shut down. What are they going <laughs> to do afterwards? Like, who are they going to be? Like, I get Again, I get everyone wants to fuck Jamie Lee Curtis. I understand that. Like, <laughs> her boobs were, like, super on fleek in this entire film. I understand. But I'm like, I want to know about the zookeepers. I want to know, like, what Michael Palin goes home to at the end of the day because I imagine his entire place is filled with bugs. Like, I think that's more interesting. <laughs> and I, I think the, the biggest issue is that um, her character in A Fish Called Wanda is also a very sexual character, but she's also uh, determined, she has goals, she's very central to the storyline. If you take out those aspects of it, it just feels sort of gratuitous and unnecessary, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and I agree with Incha that, like, the sex comedy, some of it was funny. Like, I really enjoyed the scene um, when they're in the closet and they think the bug's in uh, on them, so they, like, get naked. <laughs> While, uh, <clears throat> while the other people, like, I thought that was funny, and there were a couple other good gags, but, like, there were so many of them that it, uh, yeah, it sort of muddied the waters about what was going, it, but again, that sort of goes to the nature of the movie, it's a very, um, um, sketchy kind of <laughs> film, like, yeah. they're just sort of random incidents instead of, you know, there's a through line, but it's not really focused that much. Right, well then let's let's shift gears a little and get away from the sex and onto the business end of it because I find this hey, movie really with me sex is business. <laughs> See, I I knew I was setting myself up there. Um but to me this movie is also very anti-corporate in a big way. And a big part of it is not just having the zookeepers want to save the zoo, but to save the dignity of the zoo as well. Um, because, like, I mean, it goes from, you know, a very lovely small zoo at the beginning of the film to near the end of the film, and they all have to wear NASCAR-type uniforms or even big mascots of animals, and each animal is sponsored by a different quote-unquote celebrity. Yeah, I like that. I thought it was funny when they all started uh, showing up in uniforms with... Um, with uh, sponsors on them, and yeah. there was one gag that I laughed at where John Cleese was still just wearing, like, a normal suit. <laughs> yep. And then he's, like, talking to them, interacting with them, blah, blah, blah. And then you see a shot over his shoulder, and he's sponsored, like, the back of his suit has yeah. a sponsorship <laughs> on it. I thought that, that was, was one of the funny. funniest. One of my favorite things was how you start with all the animals being sponsored. Like, you see that one's being sponsored by Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> and another's by Steve Martin. And then it gets more and more absurd. Like, one is sponsored by Miss Piggy, 
And then the last one is sponsored by Saddam Hussein. Uh, the 90s loved their Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> they did. It's like, that was funny until it wasn't funny. <laughs> when was it not funny, Billy? Basically up until his execution, probably, oh is when it got God. not funny. Right? Yeah. Because even, like, the trial jokes are funny. Well, you telling me the trial was funny. It was a real, it was a kangaroo court, if you ask me. <laughs> Hashtag Saddam did nothing <laughs> wrong. No. Oh, I, I'll leave this out of the podcast. I'll send you some InfoWars links. <laughs> um, what were we saying? Saddam uh, we, were, we were talking about the, the corporate end of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck corporations. I liked all that. I liked that stuff. That was cool. Like you said, his, his like, um, screed against corporate takeovers and people who just buy businesses to make them profit so they can sell them whether the quality drops or not mm-hmm. doesn't matter blah, blah blah like that whole stuff was great but i wish like uh, like there is a visceral like sense of accomplishment at the end when when they accidentally shoot him in the head um what's his name <laughs> kevin uh, klein's dad <laughs> um ah uh, well, rod 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 yeah but then like it doesn't really change anything much. Like, they get no. the zoo. They it, do. It's, it's like, yeah, like, the zoo gets to be left alone, but how many others? Well, yeah, you know Kevin Klein is gonna, he's he's gonna fuck up that whole, well, maybe that's a good ending, is that he'll fuck up the business, the whole corporation's gonna tank. Oh, yeah, maybe. I never thought of it that way. Maybe, I don't know. That would be nice. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, they kind of set up Rod as, like, an immortal Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Wanting to be cryogenically frozen. Yeah, that was funny. When, uh, <laughs> when he tried to freeze the body. And he was like, I gotta yeah. freeze him until they f- discover a cure. There is no cure for being shot in the head. Also, this isn't a cor- this isn't like a corporate thing of conversation. But can we talk about like how he licked the blood off of the woman's <laughs> leg oh. and how was he not sick? Also the best line that I think is my favorite line in this whole thing is like you're Rollo Lee, more like Christopher Lee, and I, I died. <laughs> yeah, that that was great. The whole like that was kind of absurdism taken to its extreme. With like, well, what, what did was the news? The, what the, did the, the newspaper, newspaper vampire like, gunman run from? Yeah, so which like, hard. admittedly, John Cleese was shooting at the zookeepers. So. Yeah, it was really funny too yeah. when he was shooting at them in the break room, and then he was like, oh, "This like must be off. I'm only hitting two <laughs> Yeah. I just love the physicality of, like, when he raised that rifle at the one keeper and she fell to the ground. <laughs> and he waves, oh, nothing to see here. John Cleese is a very funny man. He is. Like, clearly, like, not entirely at his prime here. Um, but still, like, John Cleese is a funny dude. He is. Yeah. yeah. He is. I liked seeing, um, like, on his wall, even, when it showed, like, those pictures of him in the Chinese military... Um, and the one of him, like, standing with a gun, I'm fairly certain is actually from a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like, they just took that and put some Chinese soldiers in the background. It's very odd that they made his character an ex-cop. It, like, came up a couple of times. Um, it... As if they, they used it to justify him, like, discovering some things. But they weren't really things that you necessarily needed to be a cop to discover i I think it it had to do with him having like the military experience with like being able to shoot 
the animals and i honestly it just sounds like something that they were spitballing in the writer's room and then it just never really went anywhere yeah it was, that's why yeah it was odd because i mean he didn't shoot the animals and yeah he did he wasn't even a good shot because he couldn't kill he the only had the keepers let me see the when you think that he's shot all those animals i think that plays really well i think that's a really funny joke it is funny i like that he had the black uh armband on too mm-hmm. like he was grieving like he just had that at the ready when he was burying the little <laughs> again i feel like it can't be emphasized enough that a lot of people in this movie are fine with fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that scene where kevin klein sees uh john cleese taking the lemur around he's like bet you're gonna take that to one of your orgies yeah i mean this is folks this is liberal media run amok <laughs> Trying to indoctrinate our children into thinking that that it's totally okay to sleep with lemurs? I don't think so. Not on my watch. No. What's your hashtag for this, Michael? Hashtag don't fuck lemurs. <laughs> Straightforward and to the point. Yeah. Random note, Kevin Klein exercises in Chandler Bing cosplay. It's the most 90s outfit he has in that scene. Oh, the like, uh, the sweater vest? The open yeah. sweater vest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime, I remember, I caught like an episode of Friends on TV a while ago, and everyone in the 90s wore shirts and pants that were like eight sizes too big for them. Yeah, what was like, with that? Were... Did we just have like an excess of material? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's um, corporate America just... <laughs> Everybody was sucking down Coca-Colas and wearing too much material. Those were the Clinton years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I watched this movie on a DVD that I have. Right. And uh, I know it's not interesting as I set it up. But the weird thing is, and I just need to say it, the DVD has no menu. It just starts, huh? Wait, what? It just starts, and then when it ends, it just, like, freeze frames on the last credit. Is it like, did you buy it on the street office? <laughs> no, like, I bought, it, it, like I bought it at HMV when it was still around here. Like, it's strange. It has no menus, and then uh, it's... I'm frustrated because it's a full-screen DVD, and apparently it's out in other formats now, but even up until a few years ago, it wasn't out on anything. And it does this really weird thing where it, like, letterboxes it for the opening credits and then goes to full screen. So I always think it's going to letterbox the whole thing, change the picture on my TV. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch this film. Billy, you're not going to double dip and buy another Fierce Creatures, are you? I'm, I might. <laughs> it's that frustrating. I would, if I were you, I would hold out until Criterion puts out the right. definitive <laughs> Fierce Creatures. Ooh. I'm surprised it hasn't come in a double pack with Fish Called Wanda, honestly. I was going to say, honestly, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if a Fish Called Wanda comes out on Criterion and they have Fierce Creatures as a special <laughs> I think a Fish Called Wanda is. I don't know. It's not on Criterion? Oh. That's, I, I look feel like I'm going to check Billy, it out. Look it up. Billy. Bing it. Uh, I don't think so. There's a discussion here in the Criterion forum on it. But oh. B. Seaguire 4 says, hey, why is the fish called Wanda Fierce Creatures out on Criterion? B. Seaguire 5 says, hey, that's a good, uh, that's a good. <laughs> it's gonna get there. I think this is a thread on maybe a Blu-ray that came out. I don't know. I can't tell. I don't think it is. What if it is, here, I'll, I'll cover my bases. Yes, it is on Criterion. No, it's not on Criterion. Oh, so you can do some better research later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Um, what was the Criterion that just came out that people were upset about? Probably. I don't know. People are always angry about what Was things. it um, Google or Bing it? Bing, um, whether, <laughs> whether, can you Chandler Bing whether the, um, uh, breakfast, is it, bre- breakfast, it breakfast Club? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is coming out on Criterion. Why? I don't, I don't get some of the new ones. I'm like, I, I, no. I want Jabberwocky. That's one that I want. And I just got Rebecca. Nice. See, my my feelings are when it comes to Criterion, it, they're not necessarily all going to be movies I like, but I mean, I can see the importance of Breakfast Club. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I get why it would be on there. Well, and, and for me, I I can see the importance, and Criterion needs to make money. Exactly. Like <laughs> Armageddon and Chasing Amy are Criterion, so let's yeah, you know. That's true. But they've said, they specifically said, like, with the money they've gotten from Armageddon, they've been able to put out a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, more power to them. Doing good work over there, fellas. Yeah. I assume it's all men. <laughs> <laughs> like you assume for every business. Yes. Oh, the Philadelphia story just came out of Criteria. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'd nice. like to think we had a hand in that. Friend of the show, Philadelphia story. <laughs> A uh, character that I really enjoyed in Fierce Creatures uh, that we haven't talked much about is whoever was inside that gorilla suit. Oh, yeah. That's some good gorilla acting. <laughs> Just that very clearly man in the suit gorilla. <laughs> I'm happy. Fun fact, it was Andy Serkis. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, fun fact, um, near the this end of this be film. Fun. This better be fucking it's... fun. Bro. One of the, <laughs> one of the zookeepers is dressed so in a upset. gorilla suit. <laughs> You better be telling me that actor now, would later play a gorilla if this is a in fun, War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I like it. That's good. I like gorillas. Yeah, I'm going to isolate your good. audio track. Really, I'm glad that was very fun. I'm glad you gave me that fact. That was being good. Because if you ever say fun fact, and that fact isn't fun, I'm going to you. So I think, I feel like um, it should have been darker. Uh, not yeah. visually. Like, it should have been more of a, a white-collar black comedy. Sure, if you want to give it a zippy tag, <laughs> I would have just called it a black comedy. Because Fish Call Wanda was very much that type. And this one, sort of, uh, instead of, like, violence, because it's very funny in Fish Call Wanda when those three mm-hmm. dogs die, right? Or when uh, Kevin Klein makes Michael Palin, or eats Michael Palin's fish, right? Very funny. But I feel like for this, they leaned into the sex instead of the violence. Mm-hmm. And it was still funny, but it, uh, I feel like it wasn't as funny as it could have been. I think, I think that's fair. Um, I obviously hate Kevin Klein. So. <laughs> do you hate Kevin Klein in this movie, or do you hate Kevin Klein? I think it's like a little mixture of both. More in this <laughs> movie, though. I have no okay. external issues with kevin klein i feel like if i saw him on the street we'd be okay he's he's in bob's burgers see mr fish owner i'm fine with that like i'm good and he has a lovely singing voice so i'm doubly fine with that it's just like (laughs) put your body away and never talk to me that's (laughs) it but um i really i i i i i agree with michael but i also really want i i sincerely really wanted more zookeepers i am like 
please make me like a 20 year spinoff of just the zookeepers and make that on right. NBC and put it as a workplace comedy with like the, the the lens that zooms in on their faces every time an animal escapes like I just I want that so bad <laughs> um just which, lots which of people <laughs> Jim from the office yep. style looking at the like oh there goes the capybara again yep. <laughs> Bugsy, like head of everything, because right. I'm in love with Bugsy. I want to marry Bugsy. I don't want to be in his house. Head of the mafia, because that would be gross. But I want to. I love Bugsy. Why you just made up that his house is covered in bugs? <laughs> it, I'm sure he'd have them like in cages. Yeah, yeah Michael. I don't want to live that type of life. Yeah, but you don't know it. No, like. you, you know, said you wish you saw you his totally, house because you he think puts, it's covered he in bugs. He puts a spider just, in his pocket. No, 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 no he goes no. home with them. <laughs> well, he's probably fucking. Him <laughs> he's fucking him. putting crickets in his dick. And <laughs> That's my favorite python you're talking about. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> oh, my favorite python? <laughs> is he your favorite python? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I like Michael Palin a ton. Oh. What about Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Sarah's probably my favorite Palin, but <laughs> <laughs> Michael Palin's your favorite Monty Python, and Sarah yeah. Palin's your favorite Palin. Yeah. Who's your favorite Sarah? Michelle Geller. <laughs> No, I want to say the character from The Crow. Really? Oh, yeah. you're thinking of uh, The Crow. No. <laughs> I don't think I am. Ernie Hudson's character? Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> he loves this town. <laughs> Wait, Michael, do you have a favorite Monty Python? Um, do what? Monty. Uh, no, it would probably either be Palin or Terry Jones. Yeah. What about oh. you, Incha? Oh, um, I love him so much and I can't get his name. The one that died, that one. Uh, Graham Chapman? Yep, there we go. I always think of like, I always call him Graham Crackers. And I sh- You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I got Graham Chapman and Terry Jones mixed up. I forgot which one. I was thinking of Graham Chapman. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of. Because, yeah, no wow. one's favorite is Terry Jones. <laughs> Terry Jones, I know you're a big fan of our podcast, and I apologize for getting your hopes up. Yeah, sorry, Terry. Uh, Yeah, definitely Graham Chapman or Michael Pitt. What's your favorite Monty Python movie? I mean, Holy Grail is just so classic. I. It's probably the one I've seen the most and the most recently. I would say Meaning of Life. I really like that movie. And every single time I I watch it, I, I cry. I gotta go Meaning of Life. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Which is funny because it's the opposite where Meaning of Life is just a series of sketches. It's very funny, whereas, you know, the other ones are also a series of sketches, <laughs> but they generally have a point of view and a focus. Yeah. Did you notice the uh, the Monty Python references in Fierce Creatures? No. 
Um, well, yeah, I did. Because this one stars John Cleese, and he was in right. Python, right? Um, well, like, this, uh, like the one woman is being uh, dragged away because her leg got mauled, and she says it's just a flesh wound. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got that. And uh, then when they are, uh, they're looking at the sea lions, the one guy says, beautiful plumage, like in the dead parrot sketch. Oh, I didn't notice that. Little things. Hashtag just, little, just Monty just Python little. things. <laughs> just the little things, guys. I also thought that one zookeeper was Eric Idle, and I was about to be so excited, and then I had to look at him again, and I'm just like, you lied to me. The Which one? one? Like, the beard? Or? It was like... God, it was the one... He had a beard, and it was the one that, like, climbed... Like, when they were trying to put the anteater back in the cage, he was just like, oh, look out for that, like, something. And then, like, he climbed on top of it and put the danger sign on top. Yeah. I thought he was Eric Idle. The, like, the main zookeeper. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Beardy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. they got some more yeah. of the Monty Python cast. And then they lied to me. I don't expect Terry Jones to show up because, like, fuck him. <laughs> 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 <gasps> I think they named the tarantula after Terry Jones. Good, because he's a fucking spider. Anyway, sorry. No, no hard feelings about Terry Jones except for he's a bitch. <laughs> Incha will fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um. So yeah. So we'd all recommend it, right? To varying degrees. Yeah. I mean, I I obviously would. I picked it. Are we Are we still doing Rex? Because if we're still doing yeah. Rex, people should just watch Monty Python, because that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> Ooh, Faulty Towers, too. That's Ooh, great. Oh, yes. Nice. Watch Faulty Towers. What else can they watch instead of this? Um, <laughs> no, not in supplement yeah. to this. <laughs> uh, we Bought a Zoo? <laughs> no, I don't think I like that movie. I can't even remember that movie. Yeah, so. are there any other, like, zoo comedies? Um, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> oh, God. Dr. Doolittle doesn't take place at a zoo, does it? And there are animals around. Oh, yeah, I guess that's the same thing as a zoo. Yeah. You can watch Zookeeper with Kevin Jones. I don't think you want to do that, but... Kevin Jones? I mean, Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what else has terrible. fake monkeys in it? You know who John Cleese plays a fake monkey in George of the Jungle? <laughs> he <laughs> so does. Watch, watch George of the Jungle. That's a fun movie. Yeah, well, I think we've recommended that a few times now. Well, we're a very pro Brendan Fraser <laughs> outfit here. Hashtag not my mummy. But... How does Brendan Fraser look now? I like to keep. Oh, we've, looked, look we've looked. We've <laughs> looked. No, I like to keep track. <laughs> like right oh, like now, you're gonna search for like this. Yeah, I'm searching Brendan Fraser 2017. Oh, he's. How's he holding up? Is he getting better? No. No. <laughs> No. Oh, well, is... Mm. He looks just so squeamish. Hey, you know what? I bet he's sitting around Googling our names in 2017 <laughs> and going like, Ew, oh, gross, I can't believe it. Whoa. And these guys played George of the Jungle? Gross. We're more attractive than he is, so that's fine. Especially in 2017. Is it a hairline thing? Like, does he just need to... I don't even know if he has the head to shave. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but his like, face is also like a sandwich. Willis. He looks like a sandwich? His face is like a sandwich. Like, if you squish his face together in 2017, his face is like a sandwich and you can easily eat it. 
Also, his hair. Why would you squish it? <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Okay. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, hold on. Anyway, look at his face. It looks like a sandwich. Like, if you squish it together, it's a sandwich. <laughs> That's anybody's face. No, you guys' face don't look like sandwich squishes. His does. Well, I don't even know you. what you mean. <sighs> okay. If you take his eyes, his nose, and his lips, <laughs> you could... I know what a face No, but you can squish them together and put them in between a piece of bread and it's a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? And you didn't even, did you, did you, you didn't send a picture to her. Yes, I did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, on the Skype. Oh, on the Skype. Well, I'm not checking that. I might accidentally exit. All right. I don't know how Skype works. Um, I think we reached a good, yeah. Sorry, yeah, no. I feel like no. It's, I was, I was, no, what's your what's your you, you, well, you the point? Well, it's stupid first. now. No, now it'll be stupid now that if I say it, say it. Faces aren't sandwiches. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. Stupid. They are if you try. Yeah. Um. All right, I think that's there are open face sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs>